Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, 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 and welcome to The New Normal. I'm Deborah Francis-White. This is a guilty feminist show about life and feminism in lockdown. And today, my very special guest is Raven Smith. You may know him from his hysterical or his brilliant Instagram account that would give Oscar Wilde a run for his money were he on Instagram or in the Instagram market. Um, he's got a new book out called Trivial Pursuits, which is very, very funny. Um, I'll bring Raven on in a second when we've got more of a quorum. Um, but in the meantime, the uh, new normal T-shirts are out and they are on demand, print on demand. Uh, 100% of the profit goes to the artist who has said the quote. And uh, you can get them now if you go to guiltyfeminist.com and you look at our merch. It, they're called stay at home T-shirts. There are some really fun new ones as well. Let me see if Raven is there now. There he is. And... And waiting for Raven Smith in five, four, three. I feel he's going to come. He's going to. He's just going to snap into life. This is how television is made now. Cha-ching. Hello. There he is, Raven you Smith. You got me. The new normal. How are you? Do you know? Uh, I'm. I'm all right. It's Friday night. Um, yeah. I already had a cocktail because I had a Zoom call where someone sent me a cocktail on a bike. Oh, wow. Yeah, delivery. I got a, a delivery cocktail. That um, is what I need. I've got a, a nice, long, tall glass of water. I I was too scared to have a second cocktail because I thought, I don't want to just come on and be like, Raven Smith, you're my best mate. No, <laughs> but I would love that too. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, we will, we'll, we'll be... I mean it, but I do. Uh, no, I, I, I've, I've stayed at one cocktail. Okay. But I... But I cannot lie to you, Raven, because I don't want to. There's no need. So early in our friendship, I don't want to bring betrayal in. So I'm going to be honest and say, as soon as I get off this, I'm having a second cocktail. Yeah, of course. What was in your cocktail? Tequila? It was a woo-woo. Oh, that's a nice one. That's very, like, 2000. But, you know, it's, they're coming back. Well, anything 2000 now, that's retro. That's 20 years old. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I used to drink like pictures of woo woo when I was sneaking into pubs underage. So nice. Let's well, say I was underage in two thousands. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say it. 
I left university in the year 2000. That was my uh, okay. graduation year. Yeah. And I wasn't into woo-woos yet. Woo-woos became a thing that I, I had when I started having cocktail parties. Yeah. And, but uh, my woo-woo recipe is not the real one. Everyone who <laughs> comes to my party What's knows. What's your woo-woo? <laughs> my woo-woos are, are vodka, <laughs> a vodka yeah. cranberry, yeah. and pink yeah. fizz. And ideally, the cheap pink fizz from M&S that's actually called pink fizz. And it's, oh. it's really delicious. And it's a sparkling cocktail. The real woo-woo, I think, is vodka cranberry and um, peach schnapps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can remember. You know what? The, the thought of the taste of it transports me back to sunny Brighton in 2000. Well, when, when we're allowed out and you're allowed yeah. to come over, I've got great hope, Raven, because my friend in Victoria... Yeah. said that uh, in, in Australia said they're allowed five people around now. Okay. <laughs> their, their pubs aren't open. They're allowed five people around. So that must mean that must be coming here soon. Yeah, sure. We, yeah. I mean, I'll come over, if, especially if it's cocktail night. It will be cocktail night. And I will transport you back to the year 2000. Brittany will be the soundtrack. Yeah. Woo-woos will be in pictures. Yeah. Uh, I will get, a, I'll get at least one Spice Girl here. Okay. Uh, we'll all just be relieved that we survived the millennium bug. Yes, Y2K. Midnight, that was, midnight that was a terrifying virus. And the plane stayed in the sky. Do you remember when that virus was going to bring the world to a halt? Yeah, I, I've got this really vivid memory of an illustration in the face of like planes crashing out of the sky. Um, we were your, your video cassette player growing teeth and biting your legs off. But no, I mean, they, they just reset to zero. <laughs> two of the kids I nannied for before I went to uni yeah. went to the Millennial New Year's Eve party dressed as Millennial Bugs. Nice. Very nice. Chic. I didn't, uh, we were in Brighton and I didn't see a single firework. I just heard them. We were just in a crowd of people. I was 16, you know, it wasn't my, yeah. I, wasn't re I didn't know how to party. Well, one of the children that was a one of the children that was a millennial bug in two thousand when I was graduating, just about to graduate uni, is now yeah. a doctor, an NHS doctor during COVID, and the other one is a lawyer. Okay, I feel like in a way, I haven't succeeded since that night. Just on the back of that, I am not an NHS doctor. You're not an NHS. Oh, there's a third one who's actually in advertising, but I don't think he was a millennial bug. But there was a third. There's a third child of that triumvirate. And he's, he's very successful in advertising, but he's much more cool. Do you know what I, I mean? Like a I've got, I like a fancy dress party. The, the key is to just wear normal shoes. Otherwise, you're just, you'll peak. You'll just get irritated before. Oh, that's interesting. Is that yeah. your tip for a fancy dress party? Silly shoes are not for a long time. You don't, you don't want to be standing up in uncomfortable shoes. But the thing is... You have to understand I'm a woman and my whole life is silly shoes. Oh, you, well then you've probably got more stamina than me. But if I'm not in my trainers, I'll just be like, I've got to go home. I just sit down at parties because of, because of silly shoes. Yeah. Um, somebody here, Ali says here, I was in Edinburgh and met an old man called Donald McDonald. I made him show me his ID. Is wow. this a millennial memory there, Ali? Or is this just last night? Um, because I, I don't know what you, this is, I think this must be the year 2000. It um, seems like if I was going to, Edinburgh seems quite sort of, if you were going to be at the Fringe Festival, you might legitimately legally change your name to Donald McDonald and then you'd yeah. have the ID. If you're going to meet someone anywhere in the world for <laughs> Donald McDonald, it's Scotland, isn't it? 
<laughs> if you said I was in Peru and I met a Donald McDonald, it's more stretching credulity. It's more of a surprise. Half of the course. Par Ocai, par for the course. Who's not called Donald McDonald in Scotland? <laughs> That's Mike. Only Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Oh, Ron. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Yeah, and he's then there's William McDonald's. Wallace, and then that's it. That's it. That's it. There's just a few there's, people, and then. Oh, there's Sean Connery. He lives in Scotland. I'm trying to think of more Scottish people. Was Gillian McKee Scottish? <laughs> Don't conflict <laughs> Scotland with Gillian McKee. Probably Gillian McKee. R we Robbie Burns. We and Robbie then... Burns. This feels like a school test. Um, it really what? does. Somebody's Which asking, is there an audio of uh, by you of your book? Are you Peter? Are you talking to me or Raven? In my case, there is. Yes, I oh. I will read my book to you. Um, and Andrew Ando does the voices of anyone I interview. I mean, only, there's oh, only really? one interview per chapter. But uh, yeah, at the end of every chapter, I interview somebody because I want another perspective. Because feminism yeah. in it, you want it to be intersectional. You know, more voices. Yeah. Um, and uh, Billy Connolly, someone suggested both. So, Peter, the answer to my question is yes, I will read it to you as you fall asleep. Raven, I mean, you won't fall asleep because I'm reading it to you, but, you know, it's just that intimate in your ears at the end of the evening. Robbie Coltrane, <laughs> Jonkle says, Lewis Capaldi. I mean, this is just goes on and on. Lorraine, Lorraine Kelly. Um, Lorraine. Lorraine. We didn't even think of Lorraine Kelly. Do you know? Gillian McKeith. Well, the first year I went to Edinburgh as a solo comic, there was a story in a local tabloid that I looked like Lorraine Kelly, that a comedian was coming from London who looked like Lorraine Kelly. That is an accolade and a heart. Or the actress that I, plays Lorraine Kelly. I do it from this angle, from this angle. <laughs> I'll tell you why they thought I did. It's because the producer hired somebody to do my photos that usually did Zoo and Nuts magazine, dating the story well. Nice. It was Lad Mag, Lad Mag era. I think it was like 2007, something like I'm that. A, I've been thinking about that era a lot, but we can come back to that. The, no the noughties, they yeah. were called for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. Um, mainly because Raven and I were so young and, uh, and <laughs> out of the town. <laughs> Woo-wooing it up, left, right, and centre. Yeah. And uh, the the zoo, the zoo nuts photographer, the glamour man photographer. Even though I was a comic doing a show about yeah. mobile phones and stuff, climbed on a ladder, made me lie under the ladder, and took a picture of me lying on the floor with the phones around my head. And it yeah. looked like I still got it. I do look like Lorraine Kelly, but I look like Lorraine Kelly started a very cheap sex line, like chat chat phone line. This um, is really. This is very of the era. So of the era. It was all these Nokia I very, photos I around re me. I remember so vividly Gail Porter getting projected onto number 10, uh, onto Big uh, Ben yes. in her uh, underwear. That's I remember it right. so well. What was that for, though? Was it, a, was it for a call? The launch of Nuts or, or one, of, like, oh. one of those little See, ones. If that happened now, it would be about women's rights, mental health issues, queer rights. It would be about something. It wouldn't yeah, be the launch of Yeah, this was titillation. This was like, lads, go get it. That's fantastic because now yeah. that would be about free the nipple or something, wouldn't it? That would be a that would be an issue. Yeah, she should probably redo it and re-empower it. With, she could do it about alopecia now. She's a very, she's a real activist now. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> she <laughs> is. I mean, she's phenomenal. She is. I remember her so vividly on like whatever she was on in the morning, CD UK or one of those. She was naked, somebody says. I think she won the FHM something. Okay. Yeah, so basically a lot of, like, children's TV presenters did a, to transition into adulthood, did a... Lab, Had to get naked. Did a, that was, did, that was, did not. That was the way in the noughties, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted to get out of being a children's presenter because you realised you'd made a terrible mistake. 
yeah. you had to just get your kit off and project it onto a national monument. That was that was yes. the law then, children. It was a B <laughs> it was in the BBC contract. It was in <laughs> you were not allowed out <laughs> at that point. Or you if you'd done to... cocaine off somebody ostentatiously like Richard Bacon. Yeah, so Bacon and, and the boys had different rules, unsurprisingly. Yes. It was all like Hugh Grant on Sunset Strip vibes. It was a bit more like... Yeah, the boys had to do a line it. and the girls had to get their tits out for the lads. That's and those it. were the days. And I miss those days in a way because they were simple. I'm a feminist, but... I'm we all knew where we stood. No we one knew where we stood. We stood in terrible places that we didn't want to be, but we knew where we stood. Nobody got cancelled. No, <laughs> I mean... I mean... That wasn't that wasn't a good thing. People <laughs> should have been. Everyone yeah. in the north, every anyone who lived through the northeast should have been cancelled immediately. Yeah, we just, the Bug should have been a clean slate for us all. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody's asking. So, firstly, do you have an audio of your book? I do. Ravensmith Trivial Pursuits has an audio book available at all good audio retailers. But none um, of the crap just, ones. No, well, it's, it's all over. Ones carry it. If you um, buy on, if you get the audible one, there's an interview with me at the end with my editor talking about all my little peccadillos. Peccadillos, quite. What yeah. a great word. Uh, and uh, somebody says, "I've seen yeah. the future." I'm not going into the title. I don't know. Is, we get a lot more questions than normal. We don't normally get. It's, normally, it's just people. It's normally it's my. This is a my question show. I've set questions. Yeah. But here, someone says we're just going off piece because it's Friday. I'm. I'm, I'm going to have a cocktail. Raven, you seem to write very personally. Is there anything else you choose to not write about that's too personal? Yes, loads. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What would you not write about because it was too personal? I, I think I'm going to make myself a cocktail while we speak. I but can't so hold I out. The thing is, for me, is the mo the, the thing that I the things that I least want to write about tend to mm. be the best pieces that I write. So it's trying to find that squelchy spot where I'm like, I don't want to talk about being a mixed race person trying to navigate being gay and 16, 15 and all of that stuff. And actually they're my more kind of resonant pieces. Well, this is the thing. So here's the question in, yes. in that case. I think one of the powerful things about what you're doing, I say, as I, as I make a cocktail that was sent to me on a bike, like some yeah. kind of it's now my hat. diva. <laughs> Yeah. What is this? This is a cocktail ready to top up raspberry mule vodka, and then you put some. I don't. Eat, I don't even know. That. Um, did you just that, make up these two bottles? It's not quite a miniature from the fridge, is it? That one. That's a a barrel. It's just two. Okay. All right. So I think I've got enough battery yeah. to go outside now. So I'm going to take you outside. Okay. Um, but I am. I am going to. This is. This is highly unusual. But. <laughs> You but to be fair, it's on. It you're the on. only person. You're the only person that I've ever gotten into the bath with on a house party call as well. Oh, that was. A it's good not night. normal. It was a, good, was a night. good night. Cheers. I love a good. Oh, cheers! Here's my long glass of water. Uh, as as you've been described yourself. <laughs> a, uh, yeah, a tall glass of water. Quite. Mm. Um, but yeah, most of my writing is is trying to just be as brutally honest as I can. That is like when it when I feel like it's really singing. I think one of the powerful things about you though, Raven, is that you don't, interestingly, in this confessional era, where people brilliantly talk about the intersections of their diversity, you do not really talk about it. You just, you just kind of live it and you yeah. show not tell, which I think is, is very compelling because you're you're very rare for that now. You actually do have quite a naughty sensibility, if you don't mind me saying. 
Yeah. You're just out living the life, living La Vida Loca. Oh, I was. And reporting back. Oh, yeah. I mean, now you're living La Vida Lockdown. Yes, obviously. Absolutely. That's, you know, indeed. Um, so I should start asking you some of the new normal questions. Oh, yeah, okay. You feel like you're part of this long, tra glorious tradition of new normalers. I just um, want you to know that my, my research for this was to read the questions and think to myself, how am I going to answer them? And yes. then close the questions. This is good. This is good. <laughs> this is good. I, I, to be honest, I don't send everybody the questions just out okay. of competence. It's not deliberate. I just sometimes I think, oh, I don't think I even sent them the questions. So some people are right off the cuff. Some people like to prepare. Some people um, don't. Uh, you will not be the first person to be ex, ex, uh, ex uh, to ad libbing. Um, okay. I meant to say extemporizing, and then I couldn't remember the word. Uh, my cat's wandering around and crying. <laughs> What's wrong, darling? I'm on, I'm on the television, sweetie. Okay, so, okay. Um, uh, so first question, Raven. Yes. How the hell are you? I am having, how am I? How am I? Um, how am I? Good at the moment. I think I had, I lost my column this, um, a week ago. So I've Your been Sunday Times column? Yeah. So I've been feeling, this is not what this is about, but I've been, I felt really knocked back by it so i've managed to survive most of lockdown and watch other people i know losing jobs etc etc and i've made it 10 weeks without any real um failures or things going wrong so this has been it's been a real like is it just because the sunday times can't afford it because just life mate what happens is you know columns are a chess game journalism is a chess game pieces just move and i've just sort of suddenly in a bit of a the board is my oyster, as it were. So I had a bad start to the week. Is it possible they dropped you because you mixed your metaphors by saying things like the board is my oyster? The board is my oyster. It, but they probably got rid of me based on <laughs> nearly every piece I've written. For Not them, true. Your columns, nearby. Are your columns are genius. Um, um, but I think failure for me has always been like uh, initially tough as hell and then you just bounce back. And I've been so, not blessed, but like I've been on such a winning streak and it was eventually not just gonna be win, win, win all the time. And I just, I think for me normally, what, what I do when I'm feeling not myself, feeling not very funny, feeling, it's like any breakup, regardless of how mutual it is, I feel like really self-reflective, what did I do wrong? What did I do right? It was never right in the first place. All of those normal breakup yeah. feelings, I was just going through the motions of those and still think of it very fondly. But I think for me, normally, when I'm feeling flat and, and, and downbeat, I just go for a swim. I go for a walk. I hang out with my good mates. And you, that's just how I stay on a level of, of normalcy. And that's just not allowed at the moment. No, so it just lasted a lot longer than I thought it would before I started to feel like, what next? Sorry. Sorry. So your coping strategies are illegal, sadly. Um, All of them, yeah. So yeah. Do you have any new coping strategies? Is there anything you're doing in lockdown where you think, oh, well, if I do this, I feel a bit better. Or if I have this routine, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, is there anything you've discovered? I've dialed up all of my nice things I do via my phone. So load more audio books, load... I don't know. I I was thriving at the beginning of all of this. I was cooking a lot more. Like we we're renovating our house, 
So we've been living in p other people's houses, whatever, staying, staying in different places. So we've just been living off Deliveroo. And it was so nice to be cooking from scratch again and be like, we could, what should we do with the sweet potato instead of scrolling on Deliveroo? But that lost its edge about two weeks ago. I'm not that bothered about cooking. I dream of going to of reading a menu and deciding based oh. on my gut feeling what I want to eat and then it arriving. <laughs> just Thanks. having no idea what it's going to be. And oh. then it just, yeah. Can you imagine how wonderful that's going to be? Yeah. But I've been feeling a lot better. I was, I was a bit blue, obviously. And then I feel much more kind of like thinking about the future again. Like feel much more Christmas cardy. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Hope oh, yeah. and tidings and... and comfort and joy and all those things they're they're they, they don't feel i feel less like fatalistic and more like oh okay what do we do next well that's a good thing because we are by no means the people in the world who are uh, you know at the the cold face of corona and the lockdown we're yeah <laughs> no you're gonna be fine you're you're when how's your renovation going I, I will knock on wood be at home in a month. It's like walls and floors now, but nearly everything is in. Uh, the builders came out of isolation in order to fit the back doors because it was basically a cavity at the back of my house for ages, which is just not livable. It's looking livable. It's looking livable. So you can mm. see the light at the end of the tunnel now. Oh, yeah. I, do you know what? I, I can't believe how long it looks like a building site before how quickly it turns into a building site and how long it starts to, it takes for it to actually look like a place you can sleep without coughing up chalk dust eventually. Yeah. So yeah, it's feeling much more kind of hopeful. Yeah. It'd yeah. be nice to be feeling you're having breakfast somewhere that isn't going to give you long-term health complications into old age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be... it's quite like, I don't know what to compare it to, but also I've missed my cat. He lives with my parents now. So he will be back living with us. It will be... So you're going to have your, your cat, your, your own kitchen. My clothes. I'm living out of like a travel suitcase. It's been... Oh, <laughs> so and also completely manageable, but just very, like, quite irritating all the time. Yes. Hard to lift out of that being like, I wish I had a fourth pair of pants. This would, this would make my week much easier. Seven pairs of, of knickknacks would make my, my week just fly by. Would you have gone into a renovation period if you'd known about the lockdown? No, but it's been eight months. So it's, it, uh, it's just tipped over. Yeah. I, I mean, it's probably good that you've done it because at some point, it's, it's some point you'll be in. When you're in, you forget about it. It's, it's like it never happened. It's yeah, like I heard it's like, I, I, I think I'm just going to sleep for a week, but in my own bed. Uh, we've done two lots of building work at the time. It, it is never going to end and it's impossible to imagine. And then, yeah. you know, listen, two months down the line, you won't even be appreciating it anymore. You'll just be like, yeah, this is where no. I live. It's magic. Like, it'd be nice to be locked down in a, in a new house that I, yeah. that I own rather than so very lovely. kind friends looking after yeah. me. At the moment, are you staying with friends? My friend doesn't live in his house in London full time. So we're just staying at his house. Mm. Well, that's a very sweet deal. Yeah, um, it's very lucky, very fortunate at this point. Have you been? Have you got anything that you've been reading, um, watching that you could recommend to us? Yes. Let me think. What did I love watching? I've been watching a lot of stuff that I'm like, this is fine. 
I'll just carry on. I've been watching like Ashes to Ashes, just like, yeah, give me another episode of that. Uh, I loved Unorthodox. I, I loved fantastic. Unorthodox. Really loved Unorthodox. Feels like forever ago that I watched it. Um, but I really loved it. And I've been watching, I've been on a real binge of like 90s film thrillers. Oh. So I've been watching like Single White Female and what's the one where Sharon Stone keeps opening her legs? Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. Basically, can I, I think... recommend, can I recommend yeah. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle? I watched it! It's on Now TV! Isn't it? Do you know what I love about these thrillers? They're actually really well built out. And yeah. the last scene is just ludicrous. Always ludicrous. Yeah. There's always a big, they come, you think they're dead, they come back, their hand comes up. And it's There's always... A fight. It's Usually like a fight this. to the death between two women, ideally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's normally the, the woman who's been cheated on gets mm -hmm. revenge on the, on the woman. Sorry, mm -hmm. that's me. Or the... That's my 20%. Um, no. I also really... and I, I, What else was I watching? I, I just think Michael Douglas is like... He is a psychosexual thriller. That is who he is. Everything to he the does core, is like sexy. He's a psychosexual like, thriller of a man. Of a human. Yeah, literally. Um, everything he's in, I'm like, this is... Michael really found his niche. Can I recommend a new feminist watch? Yes, please. It's called Mrs. America. Oh. And it's about feminism in America in the 70s. So Rose Byrne plays Gloria Steinem, a very young, very beautiful Gloria Steinem. I mean, Gloria Steinem's so beautiful now. I mean, she's exceptional. Yeah. Um, but she was, you know, so she's being played by Rose Byrne. Uh, Kate Blanchett is playing a sort of anti-women's lib um, yeah. woman running for the Senate. Um, it's really, really uh, some quality feminist... Uh, women against wi women being women sort of being pitted against each other in a landscape of women's rights changing and there's some br beautiful performances and it's got that sense of camp that anything in the 70s has that will appeal yeah. to you raven okay good i'm in i mean yeah. Kate blanchett is a goddess there is no one she's much like loved her. by the gay men oh man she's just why is that has she done any particularly like why? Well, uh, let me ask you. Let me throw that back to you. Yeah. Why do gay men love Laura Dern so much? There is a, like an obsession about Laura Dern. <laughs> I don't. I can't I mean, speak I love... for every gay man, but Jurassic Well, I'm Park... asking you too. I'm specifically no, no, asking I, you I... to speak for every gay man. Why Jurassic... do you all love all of you? Not one Why that do doesn't. We... Laura Dern. Uh, let me get on my WhatsApp group with the other gays and and do Can a you? With straw all poll. The, the all the other gays in the Look, world. Um, 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 Jurassic Park is my favourite film of all time. Like, bar none. Is it, I mean, is it the gay men are into dinosaurs? I don't feel that's it. No, but she's so good in it that it's always, she's always, like, stayed with me. I always want to dress like Dr. Ellie Sadler in the oh. summertime. She's got a thing about her, hasn't she? But she did, she played Ellen's girlfriend and she got... Did she? She was unemployable for a while because anyone who was in that whole Ellen's girlfriend thing in America couldn't handle it. America was not ready for a lesbian on the television, clearly. No. Um, and she, in general, also, I think she's just got this incredibly high camp about her and she's got this, um, uh, this glorious way with emotion. And she's also very held and very beautiful. Yeah. Um, she's just, she's, she's got that appeal. Anyway, so I recommend, highly recommend uh, the uh, uh, Mrs. America. Can I ask you, do yeah. you have a piece of activism something we can help you with get behind 
Who do you care about other than yourself, Raven Smith? Share it with us and we will Such help you. Quest. Help them. What a fantastic question. Yes. I've been, I've been really bad in terms of outward projection. I've been very internalized. This is your chance. That. This is your opportunity. No, this is me just getting out of the question. It's um, going to make you feel like you've got so much purpose when you say, we can, can, is there an LGBTQ group that we can help get behind, amplify? All, all of them. I think no, all of we're going to need more. We're going to need a specific. <laughs> you can't just say all of them. All of them. Right. Oh, maybe someone will comment one very quickly. Okay. Could like, someone oh, help it. Raven care that's about young gay Calgary people. listeners, please. Write to your local councillors. Oh my God. This, have you heard about this thing in, Cal in Calgary? No. Okay. In Calgary on Monday, there's a vote to ban conversion therapy. Oh. And so uh, if, you, if you are in Calgary, yeah. I did a shout out, ahoy, guilty feminists from Canada, to everyone in Canada should be uh, promoting this. But I'm like, why? Why, 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 why is this still a thing? And then someone said, it's still a thing in Britain. It's not banned here. You can do conversion therapy here. They were going to ban it. Really? Okay. Here's some suggestions. LGBT uh, homeless youth. I mean, yeah. Yes, but is there 100%. a is there an organisation? Albert, oh, Albert Kennedy Trust. Albert Ken I would LGBT. always just say Albert Kennedy Trust. Yeah. So Albert Kennedy Trust is LGBT homeless youth. Yeah. Um, and so we we can make a story of that. And also, people are saying NHS pay rise. Um, trust, oh, I mean, trust, Trustle Trust for the for food banks. Um, I find that Captain Tom thing so depressing that this man is having to make money for a publicly funded organization it's just it's like really yeah. good really fucking good on him 100 percent yeah yeah, yeah. Endeavor, and we're it all makes me sad that we, and when you look at the statistics of what they will have spent that money on on like botched jabs you know it's just really i just wish more of our money that we're paying in taxes was going to the nhs and this man was just you know enjoying being a hundred yeah <laughs> 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 enjoying being Andrew. That could be your enjoy it. I don't know if you know this, Raven, but yeah. you're thrilled, especially in the light of your recent uh, Times, uh, Sunday Times, yeah. I'm going else in a different direction. <laughs> um, yeah. um, uh, I really, I feel really bad telling you this, but they asked me if I wanted it, and I was like, just take can it. I do that to Raven? They did it, they did it, they did it, and I was like, <laughs> I was like this is All a really right, awkward moment. It. Oh, no, no, no. I, they haven't asked me. They have not asked me. Oh, they're me. brilliant. They're brilliant. We, it, was a, it was a proper love affair. It's not, it's just, you know, the day in the sun, the sun sets. I mean, some, sometimes things yeah. come to a natural conclusion. You'll yeah. probably get one for The Guardian or something. Um, so someone says, can you enjoy being 100 asking for a friend? Uh, no, you'll you enjoy this. Pretty so, chill. So, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. I'd really chill out at that point. Uh, he got yeah. knighted out of it. What would what would Raven wear if he got knighted? Your audience are on this. I tell you, we don't get asked these questions. This is your. What would I your... wear if I got knighted? Definitely my Adidas trainers. I don't think I could wear posh shoes. Do you know? I heard this thing with David Sedaris, and he, there's a there's so many rules on what you are and aren't allowed to wear if you go oh. to the Buckingham. Pa is it? A I'm Buckingham pretty sure you're not allowed trainers. Like... You're not going to be allowed to wear trainers. No, you have to wear. Like... He was just going around asking everyone if they were wearing new shoes because he had to buy new shoes. Comfortable dress shoes, I would say. But I would see you yeah. in a red velvet suit. I would wear that. It's quite, that's quite red nose day. 
But no, not the one you'd wear, not the classic. A red wear. suit is very, someone said, what did you want to be when you grew up? And I was like, Lenny Henry in a red suit presenting Red Nose Day. Oh, like, nice. That's all I wanted when I was a kid. Nice. Uh, someone says, I'm in Calgary. Yeah. All councillors have said they'd vote to ban. More places still have it than you'd think. Oh, okay. So, it, so that is going to go through. Good. Um, yeah, I can't believe we, we need to do something about that here then. We need to get that banned here. Definitely a yeah. velvet suit, someone says. Maybe green. Oh, I'd definitely um, wear a, gr a green one. Yes. I've got the most beautiful green suit in my, in, my, in my studio that I'm not going to at the moment. So. It's a sad day. Someone's saying, how can I get her holiday aura? I assume you're talking about me. Well, what you need to do is sit outside, even if it's on your doorstep, with a cocktail oh, in a deep glass look, and a straw hat. And ideally, like this is a snakeskin dress. I'm not wearing a bra. Now that's what you're really reading. That's the real holiday that's Friday. It's just that's all Friday. out there. It's all out there. You're out in the breeze. <laughs> Shooting shit in the breeze. <laughs> um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So we'll make some stories up yes. on your behalf okay, with, great. Uh, uh, for LGBTQ youth. Well, um, I just think the Albert But Kennedy I do think always. you should get a charity of choice and connection because people ask you this, you've got influence and you could be using that influence. You're correct. To help young You're LGBTQ correct. people. And I, I bet a lot like of young I, LGBTQ... I often get invited to charity stuff and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. But I don't, I'm not really aligned with anyone in particular, but this is my chance. This is your just, chance. Okay. This regrouping is the chance. Okay. All right. I am going to pitch you one and see if live yeah. here we can make some kind of commitment. So I think you're going to love it. You're going to love How it. How can I say no? Okay. Well, it's, this, is, this is the reason I'm asking you live. I'm yeah. not an idiot. I, I got inclusive <laughs> language. Uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm no fool. Um, so um, I met this incredible man called Aloysius. Yeah. 
quite a gay name, if you ask me, because already, it is... A, I am already a fan. You're already a fan, because yeah. Aloysius is... Why is Aloysius such a gay name in your mind? Well, it's the bear from um, Brighthead. Yes, Sebastian Flight's bear from Brighthead Revisited. Thank you for knowing yeah. that. You're welcome. I mean, I assume he would, but yeah. yeah. But Aloysius is actually from Uganda, and this is where it takes a sad turn away from Brideshead Revisited and the amusing bear. Okay. Um, so Aloysius is, uh, is, uh, was, was a p granted political asylum in Britain because he was tortured for being gay in, U in Uganda. Yeah. So he was in Uganda. He came to Britain as a student, studied here. When he went back to Uganda, took safe sex for gay men pamphlets and smuggled them into his luggage because oh, wow. he was trying to sort of underground do some underground LGBTQ work in Uganda. Yeah. yeah. He was discovered with these pamphlets and tortured. Somehow managed to get back to the UK yeah. and got political asylum because he'd been tortured. And now he works tirelessly. Not only does he work for the NHS, of course he does. I think he was an NHS, I think he's an NHS nurse, but he also um, runs the Say It Loud Club. And, oh. Say, it, and Say It Loud is for LGBTQ refugees and asylum seekers, specifically people who have fled because of persecution in other countries because of queerness. Yeah. And when they get here, often they need help, partly because sometimes the Home Office says, well, you might just be saying you're gay. Well, maybe you inflicted those 48 burns on your back on yourself, yeah. like stuff like that. And I had Aloysius and an incredible woman um, who was also from an African country on the podcast, on The Guilty Feminist. And I remember them being incredible, but saying sometimes the Home Office will say things like, you don't look like a lesbian. You haven't yeah, got short so hair. Fantastic and, work. And, yeah. And <laughs> firstly, a lesbian does not have to have masculine or androgynous gender expression to be a lesbian. But secondly, some of the asylum seekers will say, I would do, but if I were to do that in my country, <laughs> I would immediately but I'd be killed. So... Yeah, I, if I had masculine, the masculine gender expression you might associate with lesbians in your stereotyping, I would not be able to walk around. Yeah. yeah, there were two men, they said, that were, I think it was like they were arrested for drinking white wine spritzers or something like that. Oh, that is miserable. Okay. Yeah, and it was I'm, like, I'm it was literally that. It. it was like, if you're, that's not a very masculine. say it loud. Yeah, so the Say It that's Loud Club. very my brand as well. So You are it, very Say It Loud. This feels It feels like a good alliance. And yeah. they are, Aloysius, when you meet him, you will not, you will die. He is so adorable and sweet and gorgeous yeah. and just, he's just a really good person. But they help, it's like hundreds of people a month, like, you know, connect and um, get legal help, find community. And yeah. a lot of what they're doing is helping uh, queer people from countries where it has literally been illegal and a pain of death. You could get beaten up, you could get killed in the street, or you could get... The judiciary system could mean that you could be put to death. Yeah. Um, to find an ability to come out, even though you're in the UK, it's not an overnight process. Mm. And I, Raven, I went to, I, we, um, we had a Christmas before last, we let our flat out to refugees at home because we were going up north where we go up to Christmas at Lancashire with family. Yeah. And this chap turned up, his name was Ari, he was Kurdish. And um, he had had to leave. Uh, he had to leave Iraq because he, uh, his family had found out he was gay, and he said they were going to kill me. And I was like, oh my god. Anyway, that night, the first night he was with us before we left, and then he stayed in the flat over Christmas. 
Um, the first night we took him to a Grace Petrie concert. Do you know Grace Petrie? She's a lesbian protest folk singer. She's oh yes, I do know her songs. And song? she, yeah, yeah, and she had she was doing she was hosting a Christmas show, and there were loads of like gay, uh, you know, lesbian. Basically, it was lesbian punk bands. Really, is the yeah. was the vibe. Yeah, and there was this lesbian punk band. I can't remember their name now, but they were singing the song. Someone will know. Um, they were singing a song, and the chorus went. Um, I want to kiss you in the street where everyone can see. And everyone was jumping up and down and singing it. And Ari was standing next to me and he, was, he had tears in his eyes and he said, are you oh. allowed to sing this here? He was like, I can't believe this is legal. Because he could see all these same sex people like holding hands and singing this song. And I said, yeah. And I said, the fact that they're singing the song tells you, it's quite a defiant song, tells you yeah. that it's still not always easy, but it's very much legal. And he was yeah. so moved by it. Like he was just... And he kept looking up the lyrics of everyone's songs, like Grace songs, so he could follow along and read it. Because um, his English was incredible. He had, um, he had actually uh, translated a book of Sylvia Plath poetry. Wow. Um, he, he was a lawyer and a part-time model. Um, and, this is, uh, these are all big ticks. Big ticks, lawyer, part-time <laughs> model, and had, yeah, and was Sylvia Plath uh, translated to English. So, I mean, an incredible man. But it's hard to hear songs and understand them if it's your second language. And so yeah. he was looking up the lyrics, but he was so moved by it. And uh, it, was, it was an incredible time actually meeting him. And we made him a Christmas stocking. And Steve, who's Syrian, who lives with us, who's our family, he's also yeah. a refugee, made him a Christmas stocking. And it was really, really moving. And um, so this charity helps people find pride and the ability, to, the ability not just to say, I'm gay but to mm. say i'm proud of that yeah and so i think that would be a great match for you because oh. you're so flamboyant <laughs> yeah it sounds good i feel <laughs> like i should probably get behind get behind it okay so today's charity is say it loud as say it sponsored, loud. sponsored by raven smith Sponsor. I mean, you know. <laughs> Say it loud. Sponsored by Raven. Endorsed by Raven Smith. Very Endorsed. Mastered. Endorsed. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Raven. I should get back to you. Have you had a? No, I just no. Have you had a? Um, uh, and we ask this question every day because everyone's live streaming their best moments and not talking about their low moments. Have you yeah. had a low moment during this that you would be happy to talk about? Because it really um, encourages people. Have you had any sort of real? sadnesses or thank you emma emma gannon just said i look fabulous sorry i i do care about you oh, we're back. oh we're back to you <laughs> sorry darling sorry darling no way i really want to know about your your low moment but can we just take a second to embrace emma gannon saying i look fabulous sorry raven She's right oh for me i do you know I, I i was feeling crap about my column i don't want to focus on only that at the moment but i also think i've just felt it's what's my lowest point then I think the I feel like I had corona I had corona style virus quite early on whether or not I've had it or not so that time before that the fear of getting it was very was was like really very 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 stressful do you think you've had it now though you think you're probably immune yeah but then oh, I don't know how did you, you know? lose your taste and smell because that's apparently no. You didn't. I did, and I had, a, I had a fever for three days. I don't really get sick. It's like very kind of... It sounds like you might, might have fever's the big one. Yeah, three days I didn't get out of bed, but then I felt fine. But then I read that even if you have antibodies, you, just, you can still 
you still get it again, you just have no symptoms. So it doesn't seem great. No, it doesn't seem ideal. But so I'm that... not really, I, I, I'm not a very kind of sad person. And that's not to say that people choose to be sad at all. But I'm no, much no, no, more likely to you're get... Not... I'm much that, more likely great. to get angry than sad, which my husband will attest to. I'll be like, Durr! I won't be like, oh. So there's a level of like, I've been getting angry a lot. Oh, that, but my... that's sometimes how men process sadness through anger because sadness is not uh, socially available to them, they feel. So it's, that could be yeah, an exhibition of I'd be much more sadness. likely to get, become very wound up by something and irritated and annoyed to a stupid degree than to be like, I feel sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but I, I listened to this great podcast with Jeremy O'Harris, and he was saying if you can sit up taller having moved through something, then that is the only goal. That, like, that's its own achievement. If you can just have moved through it um, somehow, then you, ha you can sit taller on the other side. Well, that's a really lovely thing to take away. And mm. I, was, I was telling you before, but we, somehow we got interrupted, I don't know, that... Um, your something you say will be made into an on demand print on demand t-shirt and you will get a hundred percent of the profits because it goes to the artist and you can if you're all right for money you can nominate but given you've just lost your column all of the profits will go to you hundred okay, percent <laughs> so sit taller right. on the other side could be it um, yes sit taller on the other side Greg's someone else but yes sit taller on the other side sit taller on the other side could be it or, or of course, it could be renovating my What's flat. What's in your woo-woo, someone has said. <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. I'm not sure that should be on the T-shirt. What's in your woo-woo? No, no. Has, has he said anything else that... Uh, has Raven said anything else that you would like on a T-shirt? Because sometimes we ask the audience what they're going to buy. Cause that's oh, I feel like I've not... Re I've, what have I said so far? Uh, you've said... Uh, you've said uh, renovating's a nightmare. Um, I mean, that's a very accessible t-shirt. Loads of people will buy those. <laughs> You've said uh, the noughties, the noughties were my era. Um, I've only got three pairs of pants. We don't, I don't I'm not going to watch this back. I'm we? living out of a suitcase. I've only space. got three pairs like, of stuff pants. Stuff like that that you said. That is my vibe. Yeah. Um, um, uh, what about, I've just lost my Sunday Times column. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a very relatable t-shirt loads so, of people would buy those so relate my life is so, rela so relatable so about. many levels of relatable second um, i open my mouth i'm like here's something very niche that's happened to me that, that is not relatable to anybody here's hey, now can i ask you is there anything in your temporary house that you would like to show us you haven't got a yeah, picture well, sadly we're in the temporary house but i cannot more greatly recommend Yahtzee. Oh. This is it. Okay, get up. eBay's finest. Wow. Yahtzee. Russell Tovey said that he's, this is what I saw, I read his My Splendid Isolation in the Telegraph, and he said yeah. he was, he's playing board games and kicking his boyfriend's ass on, on, on uh, Yahtzee, I can't remember what he said, We used to, we used to play loads of card games in the evenings, but then Yahtzee took over. Chance and strategy and numbers is just the dream kind of mix. Nice. And quite and like a very friendly and militant sense of competition. Friendly and militant. Friendly and militant's a good t-shirt. Someone here suggesting friendly I'm just a sad person. Oh yeah, that is very me. Yeah, friendly, friendly but militant. Um, 
is great. Is there any other, are there any new habits you may take through from this? Like, is it because you're doing so many Zoom calls, you think, oh, I'm going to keep that. I'm not going to schlep into all these meetings. Oh, I'm going to grow my hair out. Is there anything you're, you've, you're doing now that you think, I wish I'd been doing this all along, or I'm not going to go back to the old way? My, uh, I do touch on this in my book, but my desire for stuff, coming in to my life has always yeah. been like voracious. I've had a, such an appetite for new things. And this time of like, not, of, I'm essentially living with three t-shirts and a few pairs of pants. I sort of like, I don't want loads of stuff anymore. I'd like oh. stuff that has real meaning to me personally. I know I what you mean. I'm like, I'm, I'm finding being on Twitter very stressful and I just don't know if that is something I can continue to do in, in the future. In a, in I've a, seen in like on other WhatsApp way. groups going, I'm off Twitter now, I can't do it. A friend of mine is so angry. came off it. It's so angry out there. People, yeah. I, I, I probably, you know, everyone's talking about this like freedom from lockdown, but I think there's going to be like, people are pent up and angry. I think it's going to be aggressive. Yeah, I'm not I looking agree. forward to being out on that night. I, um, I will be home. Unfriendly but militant. That's Twitter. People are gunning for each other. People want a fight. They will decimate teaching staff. They will go for anyone who has had a child, anyone who hasn't. It is an absolute <laughs> battleground. They will go for Alison Roman because she is like everyone is ready, ready to... for a fight. For, to shoot bullets when the Pink second they see weakness, they're ready. And I'm it's worse than ever, and I think it's because we are just so focused on our phones. There's nothing else. So mm -hmm. this kind of, I'm not. I, I've just got to this point in a way that it feels like there's no good deeds anymore. Anything good that people do is just destroyed because of their privilege or their money or their not their lack of being able to see all the intersections of the point that they're making so it's just it's too i would like to see people endeavor to do good stuff and just see them see other people say thank you not say it's only point not 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 percent of your billions you nasty ceo it's like let's try and just everyone do good things yeah i i, yeah, do, I do know what you mean and and it's possible to to make a play for serious change while while have it, taking a moment to go well that's nice yeah like and to sort of go we really like what you've done there now could you do something over here is more yeah. likely to get change out of somebody i think than just going you know you're a bastard but that the whole thing probably does need to be flipped because it does concern me that billionaires decide they don't pay tax. They, they decide, they say, oh no, but I'm a philanthropist. I'm like, you're deciding how your tax dollars are spent actually. Yeah. But you decide, so in, the, in the future, billionaires will decide what's cured and what's not, what, yeah. what, what's prioritized and what not. And it is concerning. Uh, but I agree. I don't think the anger is always really about that. I think the anger is people no. are angry and then they go on Twitter to find someone to throw the anger at. And I just think... Oh, you've frozen. It's like... Am I frozen? Oh, you're back. Am I frozen? No, you're back. Uh, I just think, I don't think people are like, who am I? I'm angry. Who's, they, it's like just this bullet time reactive nature of it that means people are just getting decimated when they're trying to do good stuff. 
and I'm like, oh, mate, this is I agree. Ooh. Yeah. It's tough. Let's take a moment. Let's take a moment. Let's take a moment um, for the casualties Is there anything about this Twitter. that gives you hope? Is there, is there anything think... about this that gives you hope for humanity, where you think oh, maybe this is going to be a turning point for us and we are going to get better? At any I stuff, the environment be... or... The environment would be great. I think people were going to swarm Venice the second they get a chance, though, to be completely honest. Um, I also think this, uh, there will be, hopefully, more compassion. There's, I think everyone has suddenly realised how blinkered you are to all the people around you all the time that actually yeah. feed you so much, whether you know them or not. But that, be, that part of being in a group. I always think of like the Roman Forum. I always think about gang clubbing and being like, it's like we're like a heart, a beating, we're all this beating heart. We're this one organism in a club or in a party. It's like mm. we're all beating at the same time. And I just love, and it's not that I just want to go out clubbing, but there's something about us people being together in the flesh, which is so yes. necessary for, for, for all of us. Even, I don't, I'm not going to, it's not like I'm never going to get on the tube again and be pissed off that it's crammed. But the next time I get on the tube, I won't be. It will oh, be yeah, about... you'll appreciate it for up to up to 10 days, I would say. Yeah, maybe. Up to it and depends. including, if, up if to if including 10 days. If and get torn to shreds, I'll be over it in you, you, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, it could be up to four hours or up to 10 days. It'll be one of those. Between four hours and 10 days, you'll be like, this yeah. is amazing. And then you'll be like, what am I doing here? But also, um, just having been on WhatsApp with my mates and just and, and with loads of different groups of people, and that being a way to keep in touch with people when you have a busy life, now it's suddenly like I can't wait to see these people in real life and not have any agenda. Just oh, be cotch with my mates. I suspect we'll come off our phones when we when we go back into meeting each other for a while. I think there'll be no phones in the pub people will just be happy to leave their phones in their bags or their pockets for a while. I mean, again, for, for, between so. four hours and 10 days. Yeah, um, I think it will be short What has been like launching a book during this? Ooh, it's been a roll, not a roller coaster. This, we were kind of building up to the launch day and then lockdown officially came in maybe four days before it was meant to, before the launch. So all the live events got cancelled it was very weird but because i've never written a book or launched one before i've got nothing to compare it to i can't say oh it would have been would have been different it would well it would have been different but i can't tell you if it would have been more successful less successful i think i would have spent a lot more time with people who had read it and were enjoying it out loud right and has, has it, is it, are people enjoying it though because they've got more time to stay at home and read it? Is it, is it, is it, it seems to be doing well. I can see a lot of buzz about it. Everyone into, everyone's enjoying it. It's absolutely very, because it's so reflective. It's called, it's called Trivial Pursuit. So it's about all of the small things that we fill our life with. So things like Corona or famine or war are of course, massively important but they're not necessarily what we're filling our lives with every day and what i was trying to do was reflect on all those tiny things that make up whether that's yahtzee or cocktails or a glass of water 
and the, the, the glasses that you've chosen to buy, the glasses that you wear, et cetera, et cetera, all the small stuff. And now suddenly my book, it feels like this like time capsule of pre-corona. Yeah. <laughs> like this, what but were we doing? You say I that, but also in lockdown, some of these very small things have become incredibly important because it's all we can control and it's all we've got. So I would suggest that there was something like now people trying to perfect baking bread or something like that is because there isn't, yeah. uh, there aren't all these distractions. So I'm just going to read you some reviews here that have come up uh, on the comments. Oh! Yeah. Just received your book in the mail here in Canada and I'm eating it up. Incredible. Smiley face. Uh, Libby Thank says, you. one of the funniest things I've ever read and all my mates feel the same. Thank you, Libby Gunner. Thank uh, you. Libby. Somebody else who says, yes, yes, loved the book. Uh, we love it. Yeah. Uh, people clapping, people thumbs up. Just ordered it into Brooklyn. Did you order it just because you've oh, seen ben Raven Pondle, here? Get it to Brooklyn. Oh, so Do you know Ben? I know Ben. You know Ben. Ben, why haven't you ordered it before if you know Raven? L I know everyone. Hey! Uh, oh, um, the whole crew's here. The whole gang is here. Well, I've read it too. <laughs> and in fact, I read some of it in the bath, which is a theme. I don't, I, I don't really bath for anyone else, Raven. It's, it's, I don't. I it don't know Raven very well. Moment for me. It's just there was a house party. I was it was I think it was week one or two, and I was really like in a really altered state. And I just thought my bath had run, my food had turned up. I was just like, oh, I don't want to come off this house party. It was Raven and five women in the media, yeah. very glamorous women who I've, I don't know who they were, and I'll never see them again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And yeah. I just thought I'm going to get in the bath, and then, but I thought the phone could crop. You thought the crop place. was here. Yes, because that's what I could see yeah. on my screen, but on that's other people's screens. Like, the crop was maybe here. Okay, so apparently everyone else could see my tits. It I did not wap, know it that. Was wapsy, yeah. Yeah, it I was mean, fantastic. They're, they're perfectly nice tits. I'm fine with it. The best, the best thing about those early days of house party was going into other rooms that you weren't meant to be in. Yeah. I, I, was like, I don't really go hey. on house party anymore. But yeah. I, I, I never think about going on it. But the first couple of weeks I was on it the whole time. I was Lovely just tits. storming into Thank rooms you. as I much, much as I would at a real house party. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I might go on it tonight. In fact, I've got a friend who's got a birthday, so I have to go on it I tonight. I might sneak in the room. I'll be like, Wee! Sneak in the room! Once That'd I get great. another tequila down me. That would be so great. Yeah. And finally, uh, yes. firstly, everyone who's watching this, please buy Raven's book. It's really, really great. Oh, yes, please. It's a fun, it's a, it's a really fun, but very joyful, very, very wittily, charmingly written uh, book. I have actually just recommended it in my Splendid Isolation in the Telegraph. Fab. Thank you. Um, it's my, I, I have, on every section, I've got a guilty fave and a feminist fave. I will admit to you, it is the guilty fave. It's got a few guilty moments, I think. The fe my feminist fave is Natalie Haynes' the, uh, A Thousand Ships, which is a feminist, retelling, a feminist retelling of the Trojan War. Oh. And you're the guilty fave, so for my book section. Um, and uh, I, I can't remember, I, I, but I, don't, I know I do remember, I do refer to you with the Telegraph as a Wildian libertine. Oh, thank you. I I've changed from, my bio. I bio. think it's Wildian. A wild, I think I said something like, if they printed it in full, a Wildian libertine uh, with, it's something like, I can't remember, but I, I, I rewrote it a couple of times, but it's something about your Instagram. And I say that your book is a naughty little firecracker. Oh, it really is. It is punchy, yeah. isn't it? But I, I put it in there partly so that then you could say a naughty little firecracker, the Telegraph. They may have already said something else about thank it. <laughs> I didn't even say thank you, baked potato. Have, they, all, have <laughs> they already given it five stars? Am I late to the party? 
Oh, I, d I don't even know. I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Probably. How do you not know? I know, I know all my reviews for my book. I'm not, I, I know, I read the, I made the cardinal, apparently, author mistake of reading the Amazon reviews. Oh. This is something no one told me beforehand that you never do. Oh, I don't know if I have read my Amazon reviews. I think mostly because people don't do read it, my Don't books. do it, people are mad. People just are <laughs> sitting with your book and a bin. The woman <laughs> threw it in the bin and wrote her review. I have just thrown this book in the bin. I was like, okay, I don't know why. I don't, don't know read. Why I know this now. No, don't read the book don't off do, the internet. Do, That's um, the rule. That's I wouldn't invite rule. anyone to do a, who has it. Whatever you're obviously, whatever your review, you're entitled to it. She, yeah, if you are entitled to it. it. If you're doing lockdown, be kind to authors. If you don't like it, you just tell a friend. Don't you don't need to tell the internet. You don't need to tag them in. That's what I say during lockdown. Don't tag anyone in. Tell, tell yeah, just person. gossip with your neighbours over the fence. Yeah, like we used this to do in the old days. To the, in the old days, you say, I think this book's rubbish. You wouldn't find the author in the street, go no, up and go, I think this book is rubbish. Bring back but the most old people, days. I, I find most people just want a, a acknowledgement that they have mm -hmm. said something to you. Yes. I'm like, are you sure? Uh, and it's... <laughs> are you sure? It's... Are you sure? Twitter, coming off Twitter is your goal for this week, I think. Stay on Instagram. Yeah. You're a hero on Instagram. If you're not following at Raven Smith on Instagram, you you will you're missing out. Um, I think we're coming up to our hour. We're going to get kicked off. So oh, I'm going to say thank you so much, Raven Smith. You've been a wonderful new normal guest. Finally, thank you. as if you get out of lockdown, what's the first thing you're going to do? What are you desperate to do? Do you know what? There's no bath here, so I'm going to have a bath in my house. Nice. That is like, yeah. That's it. Well, no, I'll join you because you know that's my brand. <laughs> <laughs> Our house party, you from the FaceTime me when yeah, you're in the bath. No, I will. Let's do a little WhatsApp. So I'm getting in the bath, you get in the bath, and we'll WhatsApp each other. Okay, it'll be my first time in my new bath. Um, I'll be very excited. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been an utter delight. Uh, you can see me reading uh, Raven Smith's book in the bath on my Instagram. Uh, it's called uh, Doing Lines with Raven Smith. And I read a piece, but also go to his Instagram and see other people who are more famous than me I'll reading his book, um, including our mutual friend, Russell Tovey. Uh, so, oh. uh, so do that ASAP and buy the book Trivial Pursuits. Uh, next week, I've got some incredible guests. Uh, the two that spring to mind immediately are Siobhan McSweeney, who plays Sister Michael in Derry Girls, and Jamie oh. Lee, who plays Michelle in Derry Girls. I think they're Monday, Friday bookends. Uh, but there's lots of other beautiful, brilliant guests next week. Uh, we'll make a story of that and get it up so that you can see everybody. Don't forget uh, to check out whatever uh, Raven Smith's t-shirt tends to uh, ends up being, <laughs> but probably friendly but militant. I think I think people would buy that. Hannah from the merch store will decide, and a hundred percent of the profits will go to Raven. Uh, and please Thank you. Uh, buy it because he's got to uh, buy carpet. Oh, so true. Uh, Raven, it's been absolutely delightful. Thank you so Thank much for coming so much. on the new normal. It's been brilliant. It's been fantastic. Thanks for having me. Have a this, great bath. This is, is going to go on Instagram live now and then it'll be on YouTube so you can direct people to it. And, uh, and by doing so, uh, sell so many books. We get, so we've dropped off because people know it goes to seven and then they put their children to bed or something. I think they do. Yeah. Love you all. Bye-bye. Have a lovely weekend, everybody. See you later. Bye, Raven. Bye. Bye.
Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 